This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with my beloved wife, Lisa. What's up, babe? What is up? I'm a little emotional. Uh, bless you. So we're going to be um, pressing pause on relationship theory for a while. So this will be the last episode for the foreseeable future. Um, but we've got some cool things that we're working on that'll be taking its place. So Yeah. And so it's a full disclosure. We definitely would love to get back to it. And we're definitely hoping that we can at some point, hopefully somewhat soon. Yeah. Um, doing some channel restructuring. So we will report back. But without further ado, let us get into those questions, homie. Let's get into it. All right. So um, this episode, oh, no, scroll. There we go. (laughs) So this episode, we're talking about partners' love languages. Oh, all right. Yeah, love that Vanessa Van Edwards. If you haven't watched Captivate or read Captivate, I should say, you should definitely check that book out. Um, and we watch that Impact it. Theory episode. Yeah. Oh, and soon to be Women of Impact That's episode. Right. She was on. She's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to see that one. But that woman and her book was one of those books where it's like, we'd been together for so long and then we read it and we used it not only in the company, but in our relationship. And it really did make a difference. Like our love language now is we understand. We've got mm. dictionaries to each other's love languages thanks to my girl, Vanessa. So, Truth. All right, so let's get to the first question. Let's do it. This is from Garrett. My wife and I have been married for four years with two young children and are currently separated. I allowed our relationship to erode by allowing my anxiety to control my actions. I neglected her top two love languages, physical touch, sex, yes, she has a higher drive than me, and quality time as in communication. I love her so much, but I've caused her so much pain. I want us to build an amazing life, fulfilling relationship, but I'm still stuck on what to do. How do I start from here? What should my strategy be? Well, that's uh, amazing that he wants to make up for that. And I think that if she's still willing to work in the relationship, then this is all good. He's aware that he's created the problem. He's aware that the anxiety was driving it. And if he understands what her love languages are, which it sounds like he does, then he's going to be able to take steps, communicate to her in a way that... um, that are going to work for her, that she'll actually be able to hear. So what I would do is precisely this. I would pull her aside, sit her down and say, which is already good because she wants that um, time, quality Mm. time. So sitting her down, making time for that, no distractions and say, look, I really feel like I've messed up. I feel like I have ignored your two love languages. I want to explain the reasons why. And I want to talk about what we can do together to um, make up for that. And I'm totally committed to this. I'm going to see this through. I love you. And then you do it as a partnership. And I think if he really includes her in that and seeks her feedback, um, that they're 
pretty simply, I won't say easily, but pretty simply going to be able to put a plan together that works for both of them um, to, to really begin to make this up. And when somebody has love languages that they understand, they've identified, mm -hmm. you understand, you know how to make good on them, um, then it's just about follow through. Yeah. Yeah. I say the proof is in the pudding. You know, it's like Are we a little skeptical. No, not at all. I just think that he can sit there and say to her as much, I love you, I'm going to change, like anybody, right? It's like, That's so interesting. This is coming from a woman whose love language is not words of affirmation, which is exactly why you're like, well, you could say it all day. Whereas <laughs> I'm like, for true. me, I'm like, I just want to hear it. Like, tell me all about it. Well, because I'm, and maybe this actually comes back to the guy that I dated before you. So I was in the relationship, the only other relationship I was in that lasted almost four years. And now look, I was very young. So it was like 15 to 19. But, um, oh, I heard every day, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm never going to do that again. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have kissed that girl. I'm sorry. Whoa. Do you know what I mean? That but, escalated like, <laughs> quickly. But that was, and I wanted so desperately to believe him that I did and every time it was like there was part of me that was like he's gonna change he's gonna be different like he meant it but like our chemicals in our body are very powerful right so it's like in that moment he really did mean it but a week or two down the line he didn't stick to it right. so I'm really like I would love to believe you that sounds amazing I really hope that's true but only time can tell because in those moments where you're really tired and in those moments where um so he said, um, this currently separated. So he allowed it to erode their relationship. Like what if, what, what happened that allowed him to erode it? Because those things will come up again. And when they come up again, is he going to slip back into old habits or is he going to remember that he had promised her that he's going to change, that he's going to be different? Well, so let's dive into that because if he's doing it because it's what she wants, all hope is already lost. So this has got to be one of those things where his own value system, what he desires is now taking precedence. So people are going to follow their values, their identity, their beliefs, like period, simple as like what he actually wants in his life on a long enough timeline is going to win a thousand percent. So the reason that I know that I'll always, there are definitely clearly going to be moments punctuated where something pulls me away from our relationship, I get too busy at work or whatever, but I know that I'll always write the course is the thing that's most valuable to me is our marriage and the thing that brings me the most joy and all of that. So it's easy to know that I will come back and come back and come back to that. Um, that's my true north. So whatever his true north is, um, and if he's letting his anxiety be his true north, then that's going to be the thing that ultimately wins out. But if his true north and like he really has woken up and realized that that's the thing that he wants most and he understands how to align his values, he understands how to align his habits and routines um, and has actually dealt with, in, with his anxiety, then he'll be able to get mm. it together. My only question is, if they are separated, is she actually willing to work on it? Yeah. Because I, he's not going to be able to do this by himself. Yeah. So he's, um, that's like question number one that has to be answered. Yeah. And I really think that, what do you think about people that say like, like if she turned around, she's like, no, I don't want to work on it. Would you suggest that he turned around and was like, okay, she said it. Or would you try and fight for it? Because wow. like they've got two young kids and I'm just speaking for myself. I'd like to think that I'm articulate enough and uh, Wait, articulate. Did I miss that they have two young kids? Yeah. Whoa. They've got two young children. They've been uh -huh. married for four years. Um, so 
that's what I was going to say. Well, let me jump on what you where you seemed like you were headed. Yeah, if I if he has two young kids, I would say in the most um, respectful manner humanly possible that he make overtures consistently to exactly. let her know that he's serious. Because yeah. if she is like, it's easy for you to say, but I don't know that you're actually going to follow through with this. He has to do it in a way that's respectful because obviously we don't know the dynamic. We don't know if she's like, fuck off. I do not right, ever want right, to see right, you again. Right, exactly. So I, I'm way making assumptions here, but assuming that the relationship is still salvageable, assuming that um, there is a respectful way for him to approach her that's you know non-threatening or whatever, like that, Yes, for sure, a thousand percent. I would pursue you with consistency so right. that you understood that I was committed. Um, but I know you so well. I know how I could do that in a way that um, would be received well. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to say. Like, if that happened, I'd like to think that I was um, able to say to you, look, I wish I could make this work. Like, I'm really hurt. I'm really upset. Um, I wish there was a way right now. I don't have faith that you're actually going to follow through on it because there's been way too many moments. But why don't we spend the next six months to a year and we can see how things go. I'm going to be open to it, but you're going, this is going to be, I don't want to say test, but this is going to be those moments where you're going to need to show me that you are committed and it's going to be consistent, not just for a week, not just for two weeks, but every single month. Um, But... Even just saying that, I think that once upon a time, the old me, and I'm sure there are a lot of women out there like this, that are going to test, right? Because like you don't want to get hurt again. So you say like, no, this can't work. But secretly part of you wants them to still pursue you. I know that I would have once upon a time have been that person. I think that to, to be able to get to the success that they're looking for, she should be open with him if she can be. Um, but that was actually, I guess, my question. Like, what if you're not sure if I'm testing you or not? Well, I think in this case, like, it's 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 pretty fair to test in the sense of what you said, which is I need to see that you're going to be consistent. I need to see that you're going to follow this through. It's not advisable to do a secret test where it's like you're constantly setting them up to see, like, if they'll be able to do something, but you're not telling them that it's a big test. But saying to them up front, I, I have serious doubts that you're going to be consistent. Mm. And so I'm going to need to see you prove this over time and letting them know up front what success looks like, um, letting them know what failure looks like, and then proceeding in that way if she wants to. Yeah, I guess I was coming from like, what if the woman doesn't watch the show, she doesn't have a growth mindset, mm-hmm. or the partner, whoever the partner is, and they ask, they've said that they don't want me to pursue them I see what you're saying. Like that whole, like the very pursuit thing, they're saying, no, 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 don't. But secretly they're like, yes, Correct. yes, yes, do. Would you advise someone to try to still pursue, even if someone has said, please don't pursue me? God, here's the, re- yes. That is the only honest yeah, answer. I was going to say Now, yes, I yes. am making so many assumptions yes. that they're not a nut job, that they right. can be respectful, that they're able to pursue in a way that doesn't freak yeah like doesn't freak the other person out um i think that there are definitively ways like i say it's the only honest answer because i would for sure with you and i would pursue you in a way where you never felt uncomfortable it you may not want me to pursue you so in that sense like for sure it reminds me 
God, I'm playing so many emotions in my head. So do, when the song Adele song came out and one of the lines is I've called a thousand times and there I was like through the window. Or whatever. It, I don't think it ever was quite that weird, but she's like, um, and people, there was like all this backlash and they're like, I forget the exact words they were saying, but like that, that's like this totally dysfunctional relationship. And I thought, uh, that's a bit exaggerated. Like there's definitely, mm. you can reach out, you can pursue somebody, you can be consistent, you can write letters, you can, um, you know, uh, try to talk to one of their family members and, um, you know, ask them to help you facilitate, find a therapist. Like there are ways to do things, to show your sincerity, to show that you really want to work through the issue, but it is all too easy to cross a line and become a psycho. Mm. So it's like, when I give that advice, I'm making the assumption that they can actually read the situation and, and be um, empathetic enough to put themselves in their partner's shoes and be like, what would this overture look like? Would it feel overly aggressive? Would it feel, feel domineering or um, aggressive? Like if you can play through that, then yes, I, there's a path mm. and I would walk that path if it were me. Word. What about you? Um, yeah, I would pursue you for sure. I would, um, at some point it would be tough for me to keep getting rejected because you don't, I don't think you would have that feeling, but I, oh, would. I would have the feeling. Yeah, but it would be like rejected would then make me feel like I think that I'm not good enough. Like it would start to really mess with my um, self-esteem. And I don't know if it would with you. Like I could see myself at one point going, okay, this is bad. You're now starting to think badly of yourself and you've, you know, you've done everything you possibly can or mm. I don't know. Like, and I would come to a point where I'd be like, I absolutely love you. I've, you know, I'm worked the last three months to really show you that I'm committed. Um, but I do, you know, at this point, I'm more than happy to keep going if you are interested, but it's getting to a point now where for my own self-worth, um, I'm going to need to stop. So this is going to be the last time that I reach out to you. Please do know that it means that I still love you and I am willing to work on it. But if you are not interested, then this will be the last time. Mm. So I would have to kind of put that because I, I just know myself well enough to know that that would start to erode my self-confidence. Interesting. Yeah, I would see it more as a challenge, I think. No, of no, like, really. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a way for me to unlock this where she feels good. She, I'm finally able to get through what I'm trying to communicate. It's like in When Harry Met Sally, when he goes on the all-out offensive to like sort of get her back mm. to the, the discussion table, if you will. And he starts leaving like singing karaoke messages on her answering machine. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I would fall into that category. Yeah. But I would only do it if I knew that I was the one that messed up the relationship. Yes. Yes, for sure. Like, but I'd have to truly believe it. Like, I wouldn't apologize and I wouldn't want to change if I actually didn't, like, I wouldn't say, no, I'm going to change because I want to be with you. And really, I'm like, but I think I'm great. Right. You know, or this part of my personality, I actually don't want to change. So changing it for somebody else, I think that just leads to disaster as well. Yep. Next All right. Time. Next question. Um, this is from Derek. I'm currently in a long distance relationship with my girlfriend about three and a half hours away. So we see each other about one weekend a month. Oof. Once she graduates, she will be moving to my city and probably moving in with me. Do you have any advice for when we move in together? As far as strategies to handle the 
integration of two lifestyles and nuances of our personalities. I know you're going to say communicate (laughs) and I agree. I was just wondering if you had any specific insights from when you and Lisa moved in together. We have the same top two love languages, quality time and physical touch. Wow, that's a nice alignment. So yes, rules and regulations. People, so when we say communicate, it's, it's, a freakish level of communication that's like, how are you going to handle money? Who's paying what on the bills? Um, do you put that money into a joint account so that you know that it's there and that you don't have to worry that the person's not going to have it at the end of the month? Well, yeah, let's actually tackle because as you were going, like, A, you're speaking quite fast and then B, you're kind of lumping everything together. I would talk faster if I, I know, could. but I, I know <laughs> people would listen to you at 7x. Um, so, for instance, so I think there's different aspects, right? Finance. Yep. Um, Critical. Okay, let's talk about finance first then. Yeah, so I think that, what do they say, money and kids are what kills most relationships. So people end up disagreeing on how to handle it. So you've got to talk about how are you going to handle money. Now, let's get really nitty gritty. Is it going to be an absolute dollar amount or percentage of earnings? What's Mm -hmm. fair? Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. So things like that that people have to think through. Are you going to, um, so we didn't have, when we did this, we were married. So that's maybe a little bit different, but um, we had a joint account and we had two separate accounts. So the joint account was for bills. And even though at the time I was the only one working, I said, look, we've come into this as a partnership. So that money is is cut in half. It's 50-50. Yes, I'm the one that's going to work, but you're the CEO of Bill U Industries. So like you're handling everything else. And because of that, we've agreed to do that. It's not like you couldn't go out and earn money. We've decided that's how we want to structure things. So to me, it didn't make sense to be like, this is more my money than it is mm-hmm. yours. So like mentally to me, it was just exactly half you earned your half by doing what we agreed you were going to do. And I earned my half by doing what we agreed I was going to do. And so we put that money into the joint account. Then we said, all right, X percent is for saving, X percent is for bills. And then X percent is our spending money. By the way, I would have done percentage of earnings. It's interesting. I've never had to think through that. I've thought far enough to be like, people have to decide, yeah, suckers. Like, yeah. glad I'm not in that situation. I would have done percent. That's interesting. So um, do I think that's reasonable? Yeah, actually, I do. So I this is probably what I would do, I, which would end up being your way, but I would just think about it a little bit differently. I would say all of our money goes into a joint pot. Mm-hmm. And then we yeah, portion fact, things exactly out. So done, yeah. it's like, hey, You're maybe right. I make 60000 you make 40000 Together we make 100000 but... It's just, we have $100,000. Yeah. Now, how is it doled out? It's this much is for spending, this much is for bills, this much is for saving. And like, that's our life. Even things like date night, like that becomes that I know for some people, like who pays, especially when you're not married. So like, even if that's a bucket, right, of like spending separately, so you can go off and I can spend whatever I want. You can spend your money, whatever you want. We never have to even talk to each other or tell each other anything. Then the bills for sure. But then also like date night or vacations, you know. You have a separate account for that? I think I would, yeah. And we would put in together so that we can together enjoy seeing that money go up. Then we go on vacation and it feels like we're both doing it versus like, oh, one of them can't afford and the other person can. And now it's a bit awkward. Because once, at least for me, once you're making the decision to move in together, at least for me, again, I'm going to repeat, this is just for me. But if once we move this we move in to together. What's that? No, I was just messing oh. with you. Um, 
for me, it's like, well, this means I'm looking to commit with you, right? Like Looking to commit? But you I'm, move in and you're just well, looking I guess, to well, commit? Well, I guess I'm saying, like, for instance, people may not get, want to get married. Now, yeah. I personally do did want to get married. Right. So even if we moved in together, it would be like, okay, this is a big commitment. So making sure that it isn't like with one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. Because people can feel that as well. Like, oh, I don't quite want to like put our savings and i actually get it yeah here's the I thing get if it. we were just dating i definitely would not i, I wouldn't would not. put our money together but right. i would put a pot together for our um like spending like a joint savings account like a joint savings for vacations i wouldn't because i see marriage and dating in a very old-fashioned way so if you which were dating is, we're living with each other yeah it's your money's yours my money's mine and if we go on vacation so think about it mm. i'm i can't work or I'm I just paid wouldn't actually table. intermingle the money. So I would maybe keep a ledger and say like, hey, this is how much I'm applying towards it. Percentage of income I think is great. So, hey, this is the vacation. This is how much it's going to cost. I'm applying this much. You're applying that much. Yeah. It would be very known. It would be written right. down. Yes. We'd know exactly what Correct. was going on. I just wouldn't actually have a joint account because if, if I'm just dating, because this is me with the old fashioned, like I'm not going to date somebody for nine years before we get married. I'm like, I mean, we were together for less than two years before we, we got nine married months when, when I proposed. proposed. So that's like, to me, that was proposing was the hard part. Mm. The living together and the getting married was easy. It was just deciding whether you were the person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life. I really thought about that. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't, if I were just dating with my old fashioned notion of dating, I would not actually intermingle money. It would just be a ledger. But so I want to get really detailed for a second, right. like groceries. Yeah. What do you do? So we're dating, we're living together. Yeah. Everything to me would be a percentage. Okay, so we have X amount of money to spend on groceries for the week. Yep. Now what if I'm like, but I want a steak. And you're like, motherfucker, that's more my money than yours. That that gets a big word up. If you're, if you're not in alignment with stuff like that, like this is where you have to really break things yeah. down. And if you've got one person with expensive taste, like you have to come together and agree, like this is our shopping budget. This is what we're going to buy. Or because there's no right way to handle it, or you say, you're on your own for your groceries. I'm on my own for my groceries. I have no beef with that. I'm so I hardcore. Like if people wanted like separate areas in the fridge and it's like, don't fucking touch my water. You've got your water. Like I would that's have so no dangerous. problem oh, with that. God, What's that's what? so bad. Clarity is always, clarity, clarity always wins. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if that's how people get down. Now that isn't yes. how you and I got down. Like sure. for us, it was, we... We really came together fast. The communication worked well. Um, we didn't, because we had a long distance relationship for a lot of the beginning, we didn't have to like worry about the sort of we're living together, but we're just dating. It was like, yeah, I mean, that that part was just sort of back and forth. It was always temporary housing. Yeah. Uh, so, But I would just, yeah, I mean, really clarity. You're absolutely right there. It's like, because it's the small things that end up stacking up. And so just being uber specific and uber clear about what you're both doing and know that no way is right and no way is wrong. Oh, so, that's a lie. No, it's not. What do you mean? That's a, you're there just saying. A, you're saying as long as you're clear. Yes. Yeah, okay, so like fair, for fair, instance, fair, fair. you're my saying apologies. don't ever touch my, I doesn't say watermelon. <laughs> that is wonderfully specific. <laughs> and seriously, don't fuck with my watermelon because I actually am a watermelon psycho, but. But even, so let's say jicama, perfect. So don't, don't touch my jicama. 
I kind of feel like that's a little mean. Like, are you joking? Well, no, so here's the, I can't fuck with your jicama. This is like you're actually subconsciously giving real well, stories. Hang here. On. So we have our shelves divided we in our fridge, in fact, and because food is so critical for you, and yes. there's so few things you can eat, but I don't I, fuck with your olives. No, I once took three olives from you, and I felt so guilty. I was like, oh, oh god, is she gonna run out? Oh. So well, so our situation's slightly different because of my health, but. Um, yeah, there's something a little distant about saying, well, you can't have this because I bought it. Like when you move in together, you, you, at least for me, like I would approach it like this is potentially the one that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And to worry about sharing my food with you if I didn't have health issues, because now I actually do worry about sharing my food <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess it would just be like, I wouldn't, like, if you were really Nazi-like about it. I but think I was. I, so remember, we would go out to a restaurant. You're like, I want some of your that French was fries. bizarre. And I'm like, you can't have, yeah, you can have your fact, own French fries. I will buy you French story. fries right now, but you cannot have any of mine. It still bothers I me. Because I want to eat my fries. Yeah, it still bothers but me. But this is the thing. It's like, you get people that, like, to me, it is so crazy that you want my fries when I will happily Make sure that you have your own fries. I just wanted a couple. Right, but like sure, that's I, the. I bet you how many people are oh, listening right now? They're like, their yes, Lisa, laughter. or someone like, yes, Tom. Yeah, because they all, all go through the same thing. Probably all the guys are like, yes, she keeps stealing my fries, and all the women are like, I just want a couple of fries. But this comes down to the same reason that we don't share blankets. Yeah, we don't. Like, share I don't fuck around with that. No, and right. I told you from the jump, homie, you can have your own blankets because I wrap that shit over my head, and I'm not having you steal blankets from me in the middle of the night because fuck that, I'm getting my sleep. That isn't so, the true story. Well, the first night the it wasn't. <laughs> God bless you. And this I still feel terrible about, <laughs> knowing now how horrifying it is to be cold. But back then I was a little bit heavier, and I was hot at all times. And so I had the AC blasting right on the bed, and my poor then girlfriend. Didn't want to pull the covers away from me, so took I took all the, all the covers, and then you were right under the AC. Oh, that yeah. it pains me yeah. to this day but. to imagine you shivering <laughs> through that night. But to to me, it's like, look, this is definitely a collision of values. Like you love the idea of eating fries off my plate or whatever. Not that we have fries anymore, but yeah. back then, yeah. And I was like, if I ordered fries, I want to eat my fries. I want you to have fries. I don't feel I should have fries over you. Yeah. It's not like if we could only afford one thing of fries, then we would split them 50-50. I'd fucking count the fries if I had to. But <laughs> once, once we, I probably would. Once we divvied those out, though, you don't get some of the 49% that's Even in my Even now, pile. when I see you eating, I'm like, I think I can have that. I don't think my, t God, it looks so good. I'm like, I'll buy oh, you a whole God. one. <laughs> yeah. But in all honesty, so going back to this whole question thing, you were at least very upfront. And I think that that's super important. And so when we say communicate, it needs to be broken down. So we dealt with finances. People would even to, never Even believe. to the bed sheets. But like even the, the chores that you're doing in the house, like write it all down. Because if you don't, like all the way to who cleans the towels, do we iron the towels? Like that would be crazy. It would. For well, the record. My if mom you want to, I know. Towels. But this but, is like where. But that's where you have to have the conversation. Because if you don't, then one person's like, I'm the one that's always ironing. And the other person's like, but I never wanted you to iron the towels in the first place. It's like, you, unless you have that conversation up front, the animosity is like the dust settling that we talk about. It just builds up. Yes. You were going to say something. Oh, I was so enthusiastically agreeing with you. Like people would be astonished, like the level of detail that we talk about things. Because like to me, that's just how it works because people are just not naturally going to see things the same way. The fact that your mother irons underwear to me is 
it is it's mental illness. As a kid, I love you, know, you, Diana. I love you, but ironing ironing underwear is mental illness. And the illness. funny thing is, as a kid, you know what she used to and I don't know if she remembers this, and I'm sure I'm boring everybody now, but the reason why she used to say that why she ironed underwear was if a, a wind blew up my skirt and somehow my knickers were being exposed, they would be ironed. What? I I this was is, young. I was like a young teenager as well. Like, what kind of craziness is that? That's when you tell your daughter, wear pants. But anyway. <laughs> or can I point out, by the time you sat on the underwear, they're fucking wrinkled. Anyway. So. But having the discussion, here's the thing. I bet you should have the discussion with her partner. And if that's what she wants to do, then you should do it. But this is one discussion we had together where I'm like, you don't do the dishes. And you're like, I, I'll happily do them. But you want me to want to do the dishes. And I'll never want to want to do the dishes. Shout out to The Breakup. And is that's, that the movie that had that line Oh, in it? you're right. Yeah. The Breakup, yeah. You're Which is right. a line that we have used over and over and over. Yeah. You want me to want to do but the dishes. But it's very true. And it's like, okay, well, yes, I do want you to. But the reality is that you're never going to want to. But it's the fact that you do do it that is important. And so if you do do it, that's where the focus should be. Um, and then, yeah, divide up chores, divide up bills or you know we kind of spoke about that um indeed we went down a deep rabbit hole yeah. in that finance i know but Anything yeah else, yeah communicate yeah. oh even just like Deeply. the fact that you throw your socks everywhere so that was another thing Do or I? like you have your you have your stuff everywhere so what we did is we got you a box and we said instead of you just throwing your stuff all over the house i love the punchline of the story put the though. stuff in <laughs> no keep going you put your stuff in the box yes genius idea it then what genius. happened someone moved your box someone it was not me someone we have me. a gremlin in the house moving my box. it was so funny to me that like i have this box it's never to be touched as long as i put everything in there and i'm like this is amazing what a great idea i'm putting all my stuff in the box and then my fucking box was moved I had to laugh. It was one of those that like, I could either go irate and like start hacking holes in the wall with a fire ax or just laugh. But it was like so absurd to me that <laughs> even when I put it in the box, box which you pick the location, then somebody moves yeah. my box. I was like, but wow. It, as an idea, it was a good strategy. Oh, it's a great strategy. Just not with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. This is from Felicia. My partner and I have been together for 18 months. Both have been married before. When we met, we both were saying how we were going to be superhumans with our crazy amounts of self-growth and our consistency to get shit done in our personal lives. But because Ben was still grieving his marriage at the start of our relationship and I was helping him heal, I feel as though I'm not living my full potential and I feel as though I am and have been putting in more effort than I should and really receiving less in return. We have spoken and discussed different love languages and I know this is acts of serve, uh, his is acts of service and mine are physical touch, words of affirmation and occasional gift giving. Such a greed, greedy woman, right? But he says he doesn't give me those things because he feeds from my energy, which I go through bouts of insecurity and anxiety and withdrawal at times because I feel as though I am carrying the relationship. Ben is very much a conflict avoider and I am very much a person who wants to get the nitty gritty, get to the nitty gritty to sort it all out. What do I do if I explain my insecurities to him and he makes it a negative thing? If he's not acknowledging my love language and insecurities and not making an effort to put them at ease, I should, should I leave? How can I step back and give myself more love and attention when I'm an unselfish, con constant giver? 
So wow. this is interesting. So I think that one problem when when people have like major disconnects on love languages, on values, on the way that they think that they should be interacting in the world, you really do have to stop and say, is this the relationship where I want to work through all these issues? And so um, awesome episode with Michael Gervais where um, he was talking about um, he and his wife got to the point where they were like, the, his wife came to him and said, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and they went to a therapist and Michael was saying, like, I really want to work on this. And she was saying, I'm not sure that I do. And the therapist said, all right, before we go any farther, you have to answer one question. In any relationship, you're going to have to go through a struggle to make sure that the relationship works. Is this the relationship you want to go through that struggle? Mm -hmm. And once she said yes, then it was like, great, now we can do the work. What they have to ask themselves is, is this the relationship that they want to go through the struggles? Because right now they have this discrepancy in values, communication style, um, not she's not feeling respected or heard. Um, and if they're asking the question, like, should I leave? Then they really have to decide, is this going to be the one that we're going to work our way through? If it is, then working your way through it is precisely your job in this relationship is to communicate psychotically clearly. And then get to the point where you can make each other feel like you're number one, like you're uplifting them. They feel better about themselves when they're around you than when they're not. So you've got to look and really ask the question without guilt or shame or judgment on yourself. Am I willing to deal with this insecurity or am I willing to deal with the fact that he's not carrying his weight? Mm. Am I willing to process through that and get to either a solution where we're working together or is this just something I don't, I'm not invested enough in this relationship to do all of that hard work to make sure that we get on the same page? And like I've talked about this before and I've certainly told you, the question that I had to ask myself and thank God I did am I willing to be with somebody who's sick this often? Because little when we did got you know together, that it was going to be this severe? A, and B, little did I fucking know that the sickness you kept getting back then was laying the tracks yeah. for the nightmare that we're dealing with now. But I, I'm so glad I processed through that before we got married. So a big part of my contingency on proposing to you was I had thought through two very difficult questions. Am I okay that this is the only person I will ever sleep with again? And if I'm not, then don't move forward. And if you are, fucking move forward with enthusiasm. Don't like hold that against them. Don't be a prick about it. Like, hey, you're going into this eyes wide open, super excited about it. You're that into them that the sacrifices you're gonna make are well worth it. So that was one. The other one was you were fucking sick a lot. And so I was like, am I prepared to be a caregiver? Because that is not like whatever your, uh, it's not a love language, but like some people are so good from a personality mm -hmm. type, they're a caregiver. I am not. Like that is not my shtick. And so I had to think about, is that something that even though it doesn't come naturally to me, am I so into you knowing that I will have to serve you in that way to make sure that you feel like my number one, am I prepared to go down that path? And because I crossed that line, I was like, yes, I'm that into her and she makes me feel that good and we share so many things and we excite each other and she makes me feel better about myself and I can tell she's gonna make me a better version of myself. Like everything else was so rad that I was like, yes, this is in the grand scheme of things, a pretty minor thing to have to deal with. And so it was just easy. And then once we got into it, it was like, yeah, that's just a part of my wife for better or worse. That's something that she has to deal with and I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very true. And I literally, that's, I'm just going to repeat what you said. I completely agree. And that's, um, 
Well, I just don't have anything to add. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to repeat what you said. No, I'm not. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, well, in fact, I, so I'm going to add one thing, actually. Um, don't beat yourself up for giving something a try. I, th- I can't remember what word she used. Go on. Um, so she said, like, oh, I'm giving too much. Um, I can't see the question now, so I can't actually reread it. But She was <laughs> like, I'm a selfless giver, I think is what um, she said. Well, she basically said, um, I'm giving too much. I feel like I'm giving, I'm carrying the relationship. Right. Um, I think that you need to ask yourself, like, are you willing to? So it's kind of going back to what you said. Um, but don't beat yourself up if you have been and now you're realizing the situation and then you decide to back out. Mm. Like, I think that that's a big thing and you probably don't, that doesn't resonate with you, but that would be one thing that I know that I would do is like, fuck, I gave it so much time and energy and I could have done other things and like would... he wasn't showing like love back and I was still giving, like I could see myself getting into that mental Are thing. Are you of, saying don't, don't allow yourself to be caught pot committed the um no that sunk cost fallacy no that if she like she's given more than he's giving but there was a way that she worded this kind of like like i shouldn't have done that Hmm. and i'm just projecting on how i would be i could see myself i would feel like i would beat myself up over like you just wasted this time he wasn't even giving anything to you you were carrying the relationship what a waste and i'm just saying that like don't do that that there was a waste of your own energy i think that you gave it a shot you went in it you tried everything and if you can really say that you tried everything then i'll say okay i'm glad that i i went in with you know jumped in with both feet it didn't work out but to spend that time regretting like oh my god i carried the relationship and what a waste um i, d- I just don't think that serves you so mm. i just wanted to add that in case Word. she was feeling like that because i know i would it's hmm. good insight <sighs> That's it, huh? That's it. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Keep your eyes peeled. We'll have some announcements coming up in the future. For now, thank you for all the questions. It has been absolutely amazing. We so enjoy doing these. And if you're not following us on Instagram specifically. (laughs) At Lisa Bilyeu, at Tom Bilyeu. Yeah. We're there. We'll see you there. All right. All right, guys. Till next time. Be legendary. Be legendary. Take care. Bye. Thanks for always listening.